Okay, welcome everybody in this uh, class of Romans. We are starting again new semester, and uh, uh, we will we will look on the word of God again. So let's let's ask for blessing in God's leading. So dear God, we just pray that you would bless this time. Uh, bless and every everyone who listens to these classes either here or Belgrade, here in Belgrade or other places. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so the first semester is over. We are starting another one. Uh, if you finished the class Romans 13, you will find probably download link for test. So if you are taking it on credit, not just audit, not for listening, you can can uh, do a test as an exam for you ready some people have handed the test to me already so we are progressing and rejoicing in it greatly so now Romans we finished in Romans 2 5 uh, last time and we spoke about uh, uh, judging others and here in the context pertaining to the law here are uh, Jews who basically think themselves to be uh, the chosen people, which is true, but in this sense that they are a special class of uh, elevated people and they were like uh, trusting their uh, nationality more than the state of their heart. Uh, in a simple words, uh, saying I'm a Jew uh, therefore, I am okay with God. Uh, it's not uh, true because we will see here that uh, to be appeased with God is based through His uh, bloody sacrifice on the cross, not that somebody is a Jew uh, pertaining to Jewish, Jewish nation. So now, uh, verse 6, it says here, and we continue, God who will render to every man according to his deeds. This word render means basically he will pay back, he will recompense. And uh, here speaking uh, in the context we speak about the judgment. So uh, people who judge others for doing something, uh, they themselves will receive judgment because they are different in this sense and we see this uh, in the following verses to them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immorality he will give eternal life verse 7 verse 8 but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth but obey unrighteousness he will give them indignation and wrath and tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that does evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile here we see it uh, uh, verse uh, verse 10 and 11 but glory and honor will he give and peace to every man that works good to the Jews first and also to the Jew first and also to the Gentile so here we see that he is 
making no distinction in this sense between Jews and the Gentiles. Uh, and verse 11, for, for there is no respect of persons with God. God is not a respect of a person. This Greek word is prosopolepsia, polepsia, which means uh, uh, that the fact that you are Jew will not help you in standing before God and being approved. Uh, he is not respecter of person. In this Greek word, it means face. So uh, he doesn't uh, make decisions on a face acceptance. Like, I know this person's face, therefore I will accept him. I know that this person is Jew, therefore I will accept him. And we can go on and, and make this group wider and we can say just the fact that somebody is part of a orthodox religion doesn't make him to be accepted by God. Just the fact that somebody is part of a protestant movement and goes to church doesn't make him immediately be accepted by God. Because God looks at heart, not at which group we belong to. Uh, based on this, you see that these claims uh, of being part of, of, of one group claiming they are the only group is, is uh, false. Uh, there is these claims like from Roman Catholicism that you have to be part of their church is a false. God is not respecter of the Jews or the Gentiles or any special group. He's looking at the state of the heart, which is very interesting because many people today, they, they trust uh, uh, the group that they belong to instead of making it clear before God where is their heart uh, have they been born again uh, <clears throat> do they have a new life have they received the Holy Spirit have they been sealed by the Holy Spirit do they have uh, this assurance of being child of God and being forgiven once for all so he here he's speaking in this context about uh, making this uh, judgment and judging each other. And this is I want to a little bit touch tonight on this topic of uh, judging. Matthew 7.1 and we will start with this one because this is very popular. Uh, Matthew 7 chapter 7 verse 1 and we read here. Matthew 7 1 speaking about judging judge not judge not a very popular phrase that you can hear today judge not that you be not judged for with what judgment you judge you shall be judged again the same principle you are judging somebody well you will receive the same judgment it says here because with what measure you meet it shall be measured unto you again. If you are harsh on somebody, well, the same measure of judgment will be based on you. And why do you behold the mode that is in your brother's eye, but 
you consider it not not the beam that is in your eye you see a little particle in your brother's eye but you don't see the big beam of, of, his, uh, of a stick in your eye uh, again uh, judging somebody and not seeing uh, that you are the same problem or even a bigger problem greater problem and it says here uh, beautifully verse 5 thou hypocrite first take the beam out of your own eye and you shall see clearly that you could help the other brother hypocrite you hypocrite judge not you hypocrite this is very very beautiful definition and uh, in your life you will realize that many people who do judgment of others uh, who pronounce judgment over people uh, uh, you will find out later on that in most cases they are hypocrites themselves they are judging brother for doing something and yet they do the same either or they are even worse they have a beam in their eye while they are judging the other brother uh, hypocritos a greek word uh, it means uh, hippo in this uh, in this sense means like under and kritos coming from krino which is judgment to decide to make decision to make judgment so basically it says that this is like under judgment low judgment or misjudgment and uh, they they do not they do not come to the right true judgment let's say here is here's the level of god's judgment how god sees it because he sees everything but this is the level of the judgment they do they see it only from this level they have only this enough of uh, information that's why their judgment is a low not full judgment uh, they don't have uh, the complete understanding for this and also uh, the meaning of this word hypocritos is actor he is playing something which he is not you hypocrite you act like something but you are not uh, so basically you could say it's, it's, a, it's a pretending it's a lying it's not uh, filling up to the full measure uh, of the judgment it's lower it's it's a hypocritos hypocrino so he says you you actors you act like you are without the mistake and he says here verse 8 Matthew 7 5 first cast the beam out of your own eye and then you shall see clearly to help the other this is very very amazing take care of yourself first and then you will be able to help the brother instead of pointing at, at others and not really recognizing your own problems and mistakes now 7-1 judge not that you be not judged you will you will hear this a lot from the people judge not uh, uh, you will hear when they will say don't judge me for what I am doing. You may hear this from different people groups, let's say uh, <coughs> people who are uh, part of this uh, gay movement, homosexuals, lesbians, uh, they say, don't judge us. You may hear this from uh, pedophile groups, and the pedophiles will say, don't judge us. You may, you may hear this from the uh, mothers who who are in this 
uh, movement. Uh, uh, my, I don't know how, how it goes exactly, like my body, my decision, or my choice, my body, my choice, and they are promoting abortion, and they say, do not judge us. Everybody will say, don't judge us, and then, realizing you are a Christian, they will point at you and they will say, doesn't the Bible says, don't judge us? Doesn't, doesn't the Bible says you shouldn't judge? Well, that's not true. Uh, unfortunately, this phrase is uh, in a big measure being used also by Christians. Uh, they say a lot uh, that we should not judge uh, each other. John 7 verse 24 speaks also about judging and says, Judge not. But it continues, judge not according to appearance, but judge the righteous judgment. This is very interesting. Here we have a, uh, another verse. The first one was, judge not that you be not judged. What it means, if you are judging and condemning each other, it will come back on you. Uh, That's ju just, just a principle. Uh, here we see if you judge, Make a judgment based on a righteous judgment, not appearance, not how you see it. No, how, not how the situation looks like to you, but before making judgment, you should double check and make well that you do the righteous uh, judgment. In other words, uh, <clears throat> and we will, we will do this in 1 Corinthians 6. Because many people love this, don't judge us, we don't judge, we don't do judgments. Uh, they even carry this, uh, don't judge, I will not judge so far, so they don't want to uh, take arms, uh, they would never become a part of uh, army to protect their own country. Uh, they are uh, anti-militant, uh, all from this uh, wrong understanding of making sides, uh, making decisions, uh, making conclusions, or in the mind, making judgment. That's the same word, krino, making judgment, making conclusion. Uh, we as a Christians, we should never be afraid to make a judgment uh, on a certain things. It should be based on a righteous judgment, not on appearance uh, or our hypocritical uh, old sin nature. So, 1 Corinthians 6, there is another problem. There are Corinthian believers and they have the problem that they were not able to judge each other. And Paul is writing them and he says, how come you have murdered one against another? You go to the law before the unjust and not before the saints. He says, you have these problems in the church and you take brother and you go out to the court before the unbelievers to make decision over your matters instead he is telling them why don't you go before the saints if you have a problem and then he says verse 2 don't you know that the saints will judge this world saints believers in the church they will be those who will be judging this unbelieving world that these people are turning to for help and if the world shall be judged by you aren't you worthy to judge the smallest matters 
So you are able within the church, within the friendship uh, uh, between the friends, make judgments and not necessarily rely on the system of the world. Because they have different values, they have different character, they truly see things differently than we do. They call uh, uh, evil right and right evil uh, instead of holding firm to the truth and love of God, as the believers do. Uh, <clears throat> so actually, the Bible is challenging us that we should be able to make a stand, to make a judgment, uh, to pronounce uh, uh, the answer or result of our thinking process uh, and not to be like wishy-washy and everything is okay and uh, nothing matters and, and I will not uh, make any statement concerning abortions because I don't want to hurt anybody or I will not make these statements against uh, homosexuals because it attacks the some people groups and I could be labeled as, as a hate speech uh, preacher. No, uh, that's, a, that's a pressure of this world on the Christians, basically that they would lose salt. But we are called to be the salt of this world. But do you know what happens to Christians if the salt loses its flavor? It's thrown on the ground and frozen by the people. Now, concerning the judging, uh, we will go here through a few judgments. Basically, uh, many, many people speak about uh, seven basic judgments in the scriptures. Uh, there is more of them, but these seven are like uh, are the foundation. We can start here. Uh, first judgment is judgment of the cross and the sin of the believer. Uh, uh, we can see this in many verses. John 12, 31, John 19, 30, when Jesus is crucified and he says, it is finished, tetelestai. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I will turn there. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he has made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made righteousness of God in him. So here we see the uh, exchange, the substitution, when Jesus took our sins, became a sin for us, that we, we may be uh, made righteousness of God in him, in Jesus Christ. Uh, he is our righteousness. Uh, we don't have righteousness of our own. Ephesians uh, 2.8 Not of our works that any should boast. So this is the first judgment that our sin was judged on the cross. Second judgment, we could say, uh, is a self-judgment or self-evaluation. Uh, it's a 1 Corinthians 11.30. 1 Corinthians 11.30 And it says here, pertaining to the Lord's Supper, uh, uh, for this cause many are weak and sick among you, many asleep. Verse 31, for if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. This is the idea of uh, self-examination, uh, 
think about it, about your life, if you, if you would judge yourself, and he says here, we should not be judged. We should live such a life that we should not be judged. If you think about your actions, your motives, uh, your uh, heart attitude with God, you should have affirmation that you should not be judged. Verse 32, but when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. And this is beautiful. We belong to the Lord. Uh, God knows those who are His. And every child that He receives, He, he chastens. Uh, he takes care of us. <clears throat> and He's taking care of this uh, of this. Uh, these unrighteous actions in our life uh, either we go through different stages of uh, confessing and, and being uh, uh, being reconciled to God or uh, this uh, judgment of God comes which is called chastening of the Lord uh, <clears throat> then Another judgment is we call it bima seed, or it's a, it's a judgment seed of Christ. Uh, Bible in many instances speaks that we should all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We see this in Second Corinthians 5:10, when we shall appear, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone will receive things done in his body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. This word judgment seat of Christ in the Greek is a bima. Uh, we call it bima seat, bema, bema seat. And basically it's a elevated place, it's a place of a judge. Uh, a very good example is a judge uh, from a tennis game. We have a judge sitting on this elevated uh, place uh, empire and he is judging whether the ball that is in the game is in the game or goes over the line and this will be the judgment evaluation of our deeds of our actions if it was still in the game within the within the rules of the game within the rules of love uh, within the rules of, uh, of uh, extended hand of mercy and grace or was there different motive was it behind the line have we crossed the line and this just doesn't count it doesn't mean there is certain punishment just this ball uh, these points don't count we see this principle in a uh, first Corinthians 3 uh, speaking about the rewards first Corinthians 3 11 it says here that we built on a foundation and we have to be careful how we built on this foundation verse 12 we built on this from gold silver precious stones which we will receive rewards or stone wood uh, wood hay and stubble uh, which will burn because it says here that every man's work shall be declared and manifest it will be revealed by fire, verse 13, and the fire will try every man's work, and he shall receive reward, verse 14. 
verse 15, if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. So here we see this judgment of evaluation. This is not the judgment, you were good, you go to heaven, you were bad, you go to hell. Uh, how many people uh, have idea of judgment of God. Uh, this idea of what people speak about is white throne judgment for unbelievers, unsaved people. But here we speak about the judgment of the believer, which is a judgment of rewards. It will be amazing time when we will stay before God and He will evaluate, He will judge our work and we receive rewards. Of course, we will have some things which will be burned, but it says we will suffer loss, but He Himself shall be saved, such a person. Uh, even person who has a bad results, uh, we see he will suffer loss. He will not receive rewards for his works done in the flesh, but he himself shall be saved. It's a beautiful affirmation of the security of salvation, uh, speaking about these rewards. Another, another judgment that we have here. It's so number four. It's a judgment of the nations, Matthew 25, uh, verses 32-34, and it's in relation how the nations uh, acted toward the Israel, toward the Jews, uh, and uh, they, will be, they will be judged on this. Again, this verse is being used by people, taken out of context. This speaks about nations and their attitude pertaining to the Jews, not toward the single, single believer. Uh, verse uh, judgment number five, it's a judgment of Israel. Uh, it's after the church is taken up into the heaven, uh, raptured, and uh, there is a time which we call Jacob's trouble in the Jeremiah 30 verse 7 and it's a time of tribulation. It's a period when God will be judging Israel and dealing with Israel and during this uh, period of uh, uh, tribulation, seven years of tribulation and great tribulation, three and a half years, Israel will turn back to God and they will call uh, and recognize their Messiah which they rejected. There will be uh, seals, trumpets, bowls. You can read this in Revelation 6 and on uh, further. Sixth judgment is uh, judging the world. Uh, it says, don't you know you will judge the world? We spoke about it already. We, we touched this. <clears throat> then also, uh, it says we will judge the angels in verse 3. Uh, and uh, the same verse 3, 1 Corinthians 3 speaks uh, that we will judge not just the angels but things pertaining to this life. He says, don't you know you will judge the world, you will judge the angels, how cannot you make decisions or judgments pertaining to this life? He is challenging Christians and saying, make your mind. Don't be double-minded, make your stand in your mind, make a decision. A uh, similar way, uh, when 
when Moses came down from from the mount with the tables of stone and he saw the golden calf and he said who is on the Lord's side come here just to make a decision the same way when uh, uh, Elijah was on the Mount Carmel and he challenged the worshippers and he said if the Baal is God worship him but if our Lord is God then worship him just make your mind make decision make a stain uh, let's not lose the taste of the salt uh, being a salty Christians you can see nowadays there's this trend uh, people people try to be politically correct even in the churches they do not preach on sin because they don't want to uh, challenge people because they could leave they don't want to offend anybody they do not preach against the alcohol uh, they do not preach uh, against certain sins as we said homosexuality uh, money uh, tithing uh, there's a trend which speaks about tithing uh, they claim it's, it's a thing of a grace decision and you can give whatever you want uh, if you go back to the origin of tithing we see the mention with Abraham and Abraham tied he gave the tenth of his income uh, to the king of Salem uh, he gave a tenth uh, it's a ten percent of what you have and this is before the law so uh, let's not let's not mix the law with the tithing Abraham gave us amazing example uh, and this is what we, what we honor in our heart so <clears throat> Uh, we will judge the world, we will judge the daily matters, we judge the angels, things pertaining to life. And verse 7, this is interesting, he says, Now there is a problem among you, because you go to law with one another. You cannot make a decision within the church, you take the person to the outside world for the judgment. And he says, instead, why don't you rather take wrong? Why don't you rather suffer yourself to be defrauded? And then he flips and he says, verse 8, No, you do wrong and you defraud your brethren. So either you, you he says, you, you take wrong and you be defrauded, or you do wrong and you, you defraud brothers. There's nothing between uh, in this sense uh, in their behavior. In reality, there may be, uh, of course, you may, you may be right, uh, you may have your rights, but he says it here. Why don't you rather take injustice? Adikao. Adikao. Why don't you rather take injustice? This is impossible if we do not believe that God is the rewarder of those who seek him. And we read it in, here in Romans 2, <coughs> two I believe 2, 6, Romans 2, 6. Just a second. Uh, if we believe this verse, then we will be able to take wrong. God, Romans 2 6, God who will render to every man according to his deeds. If I believe this verse, if I believe God is able to give to a man according to his deeds, then I can take these things and just put them into God's hands. I can trust him. If I don't really believe that God sees everything and that He's rewarder 
and that he will render every man according to his deeds, then I take him into my hands and I say, I have to fight for my justice. And he says here, why don't you rather take injustice, Adikao? This is beautiful. If Romans 2.6 is truth and I believe it, then I can take it. Injustice. I've heard so many people going through some injustice. And if they were holding on it and they were bouncing with a fist on the table and they were saying, I want my justice, it was a hard time. But if they were able to say, God sees the situation and, and receive the attitude, you remember the story of uh, uh, Abraham and Lot. God gave a promise to Abraham. You see the land, north, south, east, west, it's all yours, Abraham. And then Abraham speaks with Lot, and Abraham says, Lot, listen this. My sheep and my herds, I have a big property. You are also a rich man. We cannot be together anymore. And he says, if you go left, because we have to depart, if you go left, I will go right. You choose Lot. And if you go right, I will go left. I don't mind. Because I know that nobody will take what God has for me. I don't mind. If you won't take this, take it. No big deal. I know that God will reward to everyone, either here on earth or later on. Uh, then, uh, another judgment, the seventh judgment, we could say, is the white throne judgment or eternal judgment. We see this in Revelation 20, verse 11, 12, 13. Uh, this is the judgment for unbelievers, when the death will give up all those who refuse to receive the uh, redemptive sacrifice of Jesus for their lives, for their sins, and their trust in their own righteousness. Uh, then they will face this white throne judgment. This white throne judgment will be judgment where we will give testimonies. Uh, we will be called to give a testimony and the people will be condemned to hell. They will receive a measure of punishment in hell. This is a terrible time, but we can redeem it here while is the time because then there will be no time, it will be eternity after, after this. So here is still time to do it. Now, uh, concerning these judgments, some people are speaking also judgment of Adam and Eve, Noah's flood, uh, the judgment of the Tower of Babel and, and judgment uh, in Egypt. Well, I wouldn't include these judgments so much into, into these uh, categories of these seven typical judgments because then you could speak also about the judgment of uh, priesthood the Eli uh, in 1st Samuel 4:18, when he wasn't able to uh, to deal with his sons and the judgment fell on him and he fell backwards and died uh, we could speak about the judgment of Ananiah and Sapphira the book of Acts 5 verse 5 and so on so on there's uh, more judgments which are not included it's why I spoke just about these seven types of judgments, uh, which are basically uh, including everything. Uh, because we spoke about the judgment of nations, 
judgment of Israel. Uh, uh, we spoke about the self-judgment and evaluation. Uh, and I will repeat them one to seven in the order. Judgment of the cross of the cross and believer's sin. Second is the self-evaluation. Third is the bima seat of judgment of rewards, or we call it the judgment seat of Christ. Four is the judgment of nations. Five, judgment of Israel. Six, uh, we will judge the world and angels and daily matters. Uh, and seven, white throne judgment the last one beautiful is just to realize uh, who is the supreme judge uh, who is the supreme judge of our lives Hebrews 4:12 speaks that we should be able to judge there is a sort of God which is the, the judger of our thoughts and intents of our hearts he's a criticos he knows how to judge what's wrong and what's right uh, so word of God is the measure for judgment and uh, many people today uh, have this wrong idea that, <clears throat> that, uh, that the devil will judge them uh, that the devil is the one who is judging people that's not uh, basically true devil is an accuser dia bolos which means to throw accusations he's accusing brethren day and night he is an uh, accuser uh, before God. The redemptive work of mediator, Jesus Christ, is in 1 Timothy 2.5, Hebrews 12.24. Uh, he makes intercession for us uh, based on his uh, redemptive sacrifice, uh, substitution. We can see this in the Old Testament, in Exodus 12 when there is a Passover. Passover means that something passes over you and in this case judgment passes over. Uh, Exodus 12, 21, you take and you kill the Passover lamb. The lamb is killed. Uh, uh, then 34, 25, there will be no leaven mixed with the blood of the sacrifices. So it's a pure blood with no uh, presence of the sin uh, and uh, the blood is applied on the doorposts Exodus 12 7 22 23 uh, it's applied on the doorposts so then when the angel of death comes he sees the blood and passes over and this is the beautiful picture of what in reality happened with us the lamp of God was judged in our place we apply the blood on our life by faith and then the judgment passes over us uh, let's remember that the devil just accuses but we have mediator the, the judgment have already passed over us and Romans 8 we can finish with these words who will condemn us Romans 8 for there is no condemnation in Christ Romans 8 1 there is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Romans 8 34 who is he that will condemn who will condemn believer who who has the uh, the legal right and authority to condemn believer and it continues and it says Christ has the authority he is able to do it 
but he died rather and is risen who is even at the right hand of God and makes intercession for us so who is the one who will condemn you who is the one who is able to condemn you only Christ has this authority and he will he use this authority the way that he died for us rose again and now he sits, sits at the right hand of God and makes intercession for us beautiful passage uh, beautiful explanation of the judgments and I just want us to remember that the judgment for believers passed over that's the Passover lamb we applied the blood of the lamb we became the believers he is our saviors our redeemer he is making intercession for us uh, who will condemn Christ is able but he died rather rose again and through this he gave us the victory and we have his righteousness in Christ uh, God bless you we learned about judgment uh, it's a beautiful thing we don't want to be afraid of this uh, we uh, we love the preciseness of the scriptures and I just pray that God would bless us if you never receive Jesus in your heart uh, if you don't have assurance that this judgment has passed over you come to God and just admit you are a lost sinner who is destined to hell but you receive the love sacrifice of God who became a man and died for us on the cross and does he as he paid for our sins John 19:30, he paid Tatalestai completely it's finished and uh, by receiving this by trusting this act of God we are forgiven if you never pray this prayer just pray dear God I know I'm a sinner I believe in you save me I want to be saved in Jesus name I pray amen and thank you for listening See you next time.